If you yourself are struggling through online bullying and need help or someone to talk to, please contact Lifeline Australia and call 13 11 14. That's 13 11 14. All my stories, my posts about feminism are from first-hand stories and I'm like, this happened today and it sets me off. It's it's triggered, right? Mm. It isn't like I'm sitting there contriving posts. I'm not a feminist account. It's my personal account. So I'm posting about things that happened to me. So it's hard for me to weave those things in without it seeming performative because I get accused of that as well. So it feels like everything I do, I get attacked in some certain way. Abby Chatfield has had a very interesting year. She went on Matt Agnew's season of The Bachelor last year, but was unfairly portrayed on the show as the horny villain that was there for the quote-unquote wrong reasons. We'll speak about that label later on in the show. She left the show as runner-up, and ever since the media and trolls have been obsessed with picking on her. Because Abby is not just a Bachelor contestant, She is a woman that voices her thoughts and opinions. She has spoken openly about her abortion, her experience with body shaming and slut shaming from the media, which has angered some, but has also helped so many women feel empowered. I was so excited to be able to speak to Abby in the studio and chat to her about her biggest passion, feminism. We spoke about her relationship with feminism growing up slut shaming, online bullying, and of course we talked bachelor gossip because why not? Now word of warning, probably don't listen to this with little kids around as there is some strong explicit language. And yes, Abby and I do swear in this interview. But honestly, it is just a casual chat between two women that both love to rant and go on tangents. So what can you expect? This is Abby Chatfield. Hello, how are we all going? <laughs> we all in this room of two people, how are we all going? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, she is the famous girl with the feminist tattoo. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call the really podcast. That's really good, yes. yes. You've thought about this, I love I it. I have, I thought on the drive and was like, yes, I'm including this, <laughs> the girl with the feminist tattoo. At the red lights, like, oh my God, ta- <laughs> I did. That literally happened. <laughs> I think the driver next to me was thinking, what has happened to her? Okay. Love that. Yeah. So, my dear, I have brought you in today to mm-hmm. talk about feminism, a topic that some of your followers have a disagreement mm-hmm. on, but I want to talk about when your love for feminism, interest and passion for feminism began. I grew up in a family of entirely women, except for my uncle. So it's literally like I have a single mother. My grandpa died when I was young. So my grandma, my auntie, my auntie's like my, I have a sister. So we've always been a very like female centric family. Um, and my uncle isn't really like a traditionally masculine person. So my whole life has been kind of based around women and female values. And my mum is like quite an aggressive feminist. And I think that's just kind of always been a part of how I've been brought up. I think that just throughout like my life being a woman, obviously you realize discrimination that you have against you from a very young age. Like I think a really defining moment that I had when I was really young, I think I was in like year three or something. Obviously you know what feminism wasn't great at three. I'm not going to say that, (laughs) but I wore togs to swim and my 
PE teacher said to my mum that I had to wear a rash shirt because I had the body of a woman because I had, like, I got my period in grade four. So, like, I had, like, oh. D-cup tits by grade seven and I was the same height that I am now in year seven. Like, I developed very early and then just stopped. Um, <laughs> like, I have giant feet, if anyone wants to know, because I think I was supposed to be tall that I am. But I mean, my mum was like, that's ridiculous. And that was kind of like a moment where I was like, and I look back at it now and I'm like, what the f- Can I swear? Yes. What the fuck? (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why do I have to wear a rash shirt? Because you see me as a sexual object at the age of eight or whatever that I was. So that's kind of like a defining moment that I often think about. Um, But beyond that, I literally have always... I went to an all-girls school as well. So I've always had kind of like that, like, female-oriented view. And another example, I found my old school emails a couple months before I went on the show and there was my SOR assignment from grade 12 in there and it was like... Because I didn't really realise I'd always been just like an aggressive feminist until I read this uh, this assignment that was literally like Mary Magdalene was stitched up. Like, it was like, just because she was sexual, she was called a slut and a harlot. What about Jesus? Like, it was like... <laughs> And I read it and it was like a very fair point. I got like an A minus or something, guys. But, you know, I I think it's always kind of just been part of my vernacular and all my friends are feminists and I just kind of, it's kind of like an echo chamber of once you start having a kind of point of view, you just like add to it and add to it and add to it, which, yeah, has now led me here. Although The Bachelor was a weird diversion for my feminism, so. Oh, yeah. Some people have definitely told you that, haven't Mm. they? Yes. People love Mm -hmm. to remind me that I love men telling a woman what to do and saying that it isn't. A feminist thing to do it's like you it's like it's like this strange like circular thought process of like but if i chose to do it that's the whole point of feminism is like i can do what i want that's what yeah. it kind of comes down to but people love to remind me that i'm not a real feminist because i went in a show to quote unquote compete for a man i mean yeah but i also signed a contract saying that i would like i knew what i was signing up for it wasn't like i got there and i was like what what we're all we're all trying to get one dude like seen the show before <laughs> yeah it's yeah. not like they're tying you down and say you have to be in this house <laughs> yeah. for three months yeah with all these people yeah like, have to like this guy you have to like him yeah it's on r kelly situation um which is i saw that um documentary only like two days ago my mum and i were yelling at the tv he's yeah. a pig it's beside the point though but yeah it wasn't a four situation i applied for this show i went on the show i was like you know what May as well just see what happens here. And it isn't like Matt is like some like raging misogynist that is like, mm. look at all these girls after me. He was like shit scared the entire time. He was like, what's going on? Like, yeah. just a nerd from Melbourne. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's very different when you're there. Definitely understand that. So I have to ask as well, when you were then on the show mm. and obviously with your contract, you weren't allowed to post much. As someone that is a quote unquote aggressive feminist, mm. what was it like then watching back onto the show and you can't say anything when you're seeing all these edits of like to all this like porno music. Mm. <laughs> like, what was that like? And you couldn't voice your opinion. Oh, see, it was really funny because I think, well, obviously, we do have to get everything approved um, when we post things, um, which is fine. It's also kind of for our protection because we can't comment back to anyone. We can post things, and then if we post things kind of controversial, we can't reply back, and it literally would drive you insane if you post something controversial. But I had that slut-shaming post that I did when I first got it. I had that written for, like, weeks. So I was like, I'm ready to post this. And, like, as more things happened, the more I added to it. So, like, I was able to vent in that way. But when I was watching it, the editing of certain words together, things I didn't say, like, oh, that's annoying, but it's kind of what you expect. When it's, like, this porno music thing, when I'm watching it by myself, like, I wouldn't look at my phone when I was watching it, I'd be like, 
this is fucking amazing. Like, this is hilarious. Like, even, like, when I said to Matt, I want to have sex with you, my Mm. friends were like, yes, babe. Like, they were like, they were like, yeah, babe, yeah, you do. Like, and I didn't know that was going to happen. Obviously, it was going to get aired. I didn't Mm. remember saying it. The disappointing thing wasn't really the editing. It was a reaction because it's like, all I'm doing is being sexual. Mm. I still didn't say one, like, mean thing about someone. That's what my publicist would always say. He'd Mm. call me and be like, babe, this happens with this and you're sexual in this way and you're horny and you do this and this and this, but you still am yet to say anything mean about someone, right? You say, like, little, like, funny comments, but you don't say anything that's, like, she's a bitch or, like, she's manipulative, like I was copying. Mm. So I was watching it and I was like, this is chill. And then the reaction was everyone was just so anti it. And I was like, Australia truly isn't as progressive as I thought we were. And particularly because I'd watched The American Bachelorette with uh, Hannah Brown, who mm. I love, by the way. Did you watch that? Yes. I love her. I love Pilot Pete. I love Tyler Cameron. And when she slept with Pilot Pete in mm. the windmill yeah, yeah. and she had to go at Lupe, like America, like celebrated her. So I was just like, oh, this is chill. Like, this is normal. A conservative country like America are, like, happy about it. And then Australians just, like, lost their shit. Yeah. Mm. It was just insane how much they just hated, especially when you said, I'm horny. It's just like, okay, yeah, you're dating a guy Mm. and you haven't had sex with him. So, yeah, you're going to be horny. And all we do, all we do is make out. We literally, I remember before that we'd had lunch together and we were eating fish and chips and we were just, like, making out lying down on the grass. (laughs) Like, people forget that, like, you're seeing like seven minutes of a whole day. Like imagine kissing someone for three months, very aggressively, someone that you're so attracted to. And also all you can think about is that person and you can't have sex with them. I remember like practicing telling him that off camera, being like, okay, I'm going to tell him I don't have sex with him. So it's out of my head. So they don't say it on camera. And I said that and we were like 200 meters away from the closest camera. People were like, why would she say that when the cameras are all there and there's 15 crew on the beach? We are 60 meters out into the ocean. I forgot we were filming that date because we were in now the water so much. And like, you see me, I'm like fixing my makeup and I'm like, I really want to have sex with you. Like, because <laughs> I thought we were in between takes. It's, I'm not even embarrassed about it because I'm like, mm. yeah, I did want to sleep with a guy that I was dating for three months. Yeah. So it's just, it's all a bit funny, but I'm glad that now I'm able to like show my real self and I get a lot of messages. People have been like, oh, I judged you for this and this and this. And I realized that that was shitty of me. That's a positive, I guess. But yeah, at the time I was like, why do y'all hate me? Like, I was like, this is really weird. Yes, you mm. were there for the right reasons. Like, oh, you- <laughs> oh like, for fuck's sake, that's like, fucking on, turn. Like, like, come on, you were there, you were talking to him, you weren't just, like, standing there being like, I want to be an Instagram person, don't talk to me. Like, I mean, and that accusation was so funny as well. Like, Abby's here for Instagram from some of the girls, like, and all, all the um, public had just decided I was there for Instagram. I had, like, 2,000 followers before on the show. My grid has never and will never be aesthetic. Like, it is never, like, in the same colour tone. I've never tried to be Instagram famous. I have a degree. My reasons for being there were literally for a laugh mm-hmm. and then I end up really liking Matt and I was like, shit, which I think makes it more legitimate than being there. I'm there to fall in love with whoever's here. Mm. I was like, at the start, I remember I said to one of the girls, Matt walked past, oh, my God, on the first cocktail party, Matt walked past us and he did something that was so weird. I looked at her and I was like, I don't like him at all. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck have we done? Like, what the fuck? And she was like, I don't like you either. And then I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? And then I ended up really, really, I was in love with him. Like, I, you know, that was more genuine because I didn't like him at the start. Then being there and being like, anybody that is here, yeah, I'm going to fall in love with. It is my time. Like, that's fucking psycho. But yeah, I was there mm. for the right reasons. I mean, also, another tangent. Yeah. What are the right reasons to go mm. on a reality TV show to find love? <laughs> like you and I was, I was saying before, mm. 
we started recording. If you're going on that show purely for love, you are naive or you're lying to yourself and others. If you want to find someone to date, why would you go in an environment where you're dealing with 28 other people in a fake environment on a reality TV show? You get real feelings, yes, but it's so contrived and it's so stressful. If your motivations are going on, like, oh, for a laugh, whatever. Mm. If it's to go on for a media career, whatever. I think that's more logical than to go on purely for love. Mm. Thoughts, feelings, and emotions on that one. Yeah. I always get confused sometimes when you guys walk out of the limo and I think, do these people know who they're going to be mm. walking into? Like, it could be, like, someone who has, like, the completely different political views and then you're just like, crap, I'm stuck here. Okay. Well, that's the thing as well. And I, I remember um, I was talking to my friends before I went on the show and some of them were like, oh, don't mention your political views when you're on the, on the show. And I was like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to figure out if I like him? Like, what if I get to the end? What if I, I had ended up with him and I got to the end and the camera stopped and he was like, so thoughts on Jordan Peterson? Or if he was like, I'm really into um, men's rights activism and, you know, I'm actually part of an incel community. What what, what the fuck? Like, you have yeah. to talk about these political things. And thankfully I did. And thankfully Matt was, uh, had views that aligned with me. But you don't know who it's going to be and you and you can't guarantee that you're going to like them. Mm. And I think it's quite delusional to think you're going to go in there and like someone. Like, how often do you go into a bar and you see, like, a hundred dudes in a night and you're like, I'm not even remotely attracted to any of you. What's the chance the one guy they're going to pick you're going to like? That is a good analogy. Mm. Yes, absolutely. I walk around bloody Mr. Percival's on a Saturday night and I'm, I'm <laughs> like, sorry, that's in um, House of Dwarves, anyone? <laughs> um, People around Australia yeah. don't know. Sorry, guys, in Brisbane, <laughs> at very good venue, highly recommend. I walk around Percy's and I'm like, there'd be a hundred dudes there. And they're, like, they're, they're not good looking, but I'm like, nah, no one does anything for me. Mm. Like, what are the chances you're going to find someone that you like that happens to be the one? And I was very lucky that I did like Matt because if I didn't, I think I would have had a really horrible, shitty time because he was the only good part of it for me. So you spoke about how you're very open about your political views. Mm. What is something that you think many people would be surprised about that you are so passionate about? Because since you have been pigeonholed as, you know, just the the runner-up on The Bachelor, what is something you think many people would be surprised that you actually have an interest in since you are a woman that has that's not just like oh my god. a person on Instagram you actually have all these dimensions to you oh my god there are so many things that I have very strong opinions about and interests in and I think I would say feminism but I don't think anyone's shocked anymore with my feminist tattoo <laughs> yes I think I just have very very I want to say aggressive left wing views because that paints a picture of like that stereotype of like a crazy like leftist like but I'm very much into social justice and LGBTQ rights and I'm very much into Indigenous rights, like, for example, Australia Day. So now I'm not doing shit. Yay. I've got a... I've, I might go to the protest. I was meant to be in Sydney. Um, but, like, that's something I'm very passionate about as well. Someone accused me that other week of not being an intersectional feminist because I never post about racial issues. And I kind of think I'm very passionate about racial issues, but I don't think it's my place as a white woman to talk mm. over people of other races. And you can agree with that or disagree with that, but I would rather just support people who have the perspective of that that comes from knowledge of being a woman of colour or a person Mm. of colour. Yeah. So I think there are lots of aspects to my feminism that may come across as quote-unquote white feminism that I I can't really discuss on my Instagram because as well there's a high chance of getting trolled for them talking over women of colour. So, you know, things like that that aren't really mentioned much. And, you know, I do talk about first world feminism a lot, which... I mean, it's hard not to when all your audience are living in Australia, unfortunately. I feel like I need to work harder on being more vocal about other things. But do you know what I mean? It's pretty hard to 
talk about something that you don't have firsthand experience of. Yeah, and mm. it's it's hard to include every single little aspect mm. kind of thing. You are doing so well in talking about a range of topics of feminism and mm. body positivity and mm. slut shaming. Like, come on, that's amazing. Like, <laughs> using the platform. Like, you don't have to talk about this. I know, no. I know, I know you do because you have a passion for it. You love mm. it, but you don't have to talk about it. You could just like post photos with um. Oh god, what's that? What's that editing app? The face, face tune. Face tune. Yeah, fucking you, you face can just tune. post photos of your face tune, face or body, yeah. whatever, and just be like. And sell skinny me tea and all that. Don't fucking Jamil Jamil literally like gets me going. I love it. She is my hero. She's like queen. Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, like I, I think it's hard as well because I. It's not really trolling. It's like intersectional feminists, quote unquote, like calling me out, not being intersectional enough, or like I get ones about like not being into the environment enough, not being into like LGBTQ issues enough, not being into like racial issues, and these are the things that I'm all very invested in in my mm. personal life. But the issue is I don't have firsthand experience. All my stories, my posts about feminism are from firsthand stories, and I'm like, this happened today, and it sets me off. It's a tr- it's triggered, right? Mm. It isn't like I'm sitting there contriving posts. I'm not a feminist account. It's my personal account. So I'm posting about things that happened to me. So it's hard for me to weave those things in without it seeming performative because I get accused of that as well. So it feels like everything I do I get attacked in some certain way and it's like, are you commenting on Chelsea or Ellie's account saying you guys aren't like you support fast fashion like when I did Princess Polly collaboration I got Mm. a bit of shit for that and I was like I mean, I've been wearing Princess Polly since I was much younger. I probably should avoid fast fashion more, but I will wear these clothes until they are broken. I will wear these clothes. I like these clothes. And I'm going to buy them anyway. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like... I can't, I can't be perfect in every aspect, but I'm just trying to be better than your average Bachelor contestant. Yes. <laughs> like, like, give me some credit for that. And, like, I uploaded a story the other day of I'm trying to be pescatarian. Go um, you. I mean, oh, it's very hard. I love chicken nuggets so yes. much. <laughs> yes. I, I drove past Marcus yesterday and I was like, fuck. My <laughs> sister's um, vegetarian mm. and I, she's been, like, trying for ages to get me to do it. Not in a forceful way, just like, Abby, you have all these views on these things. Like, why do you still eat meat? And I'm like, Fair. So I've been trying it, but I put it something about um, this goodness me box. It is so good, by the way. If anyone gets it, it's fucking incredible. It's like one of those subscription boxes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's like all like natural. I think it's you can get a vegan version. I got this vegetarian version. They don't have any meat in any of their stuff, but they have like it's all like almond milk and mm. it's more towards being vegan. And I got so many replies to my story being like so much plastic though and I'm like oh yeah but I'm trying like I'm just like I can't I can't buy these specific rice almond puffs that by the way are fucking amazing <laughs> in like a, a whole food a container like a, pl- a, jar, a glass jar like I think there's just a lot of pressure on feminists and public figures especially to be perfect and it's like a we're all still learning and b it's almost impossible to live a lifestyle that is completely I guess sin free if Mm. that makes sense yeah Mm. absolutely you can't be an advocate for every single little thing in your life Mm. and people make mistakes and Mm. I think instead of critiquing the people making little mistakes that isn't feminist or isn't Mm. vegan maybe critique the people that are you know sending out missiles into random countries and (gasps) not caring about bushfires maybe care about them a bit more yes maybe care about them a bit more or even just people that are promoting skinny meat tea and stuff like that i'm like and also the new thing is are you in the shameless podcast group oh yes oh yes oh yes the i pledge thing like that's my new little passion i'm like shit 
we really shouldn't be tanning, hey? Yeah. Like, we really shouldn't be. It's so good that you joined that. And for people that don't know, so the I Pledge is this campaign created by Shameless. Shout out to Zara and Michelle. We adore you. We love you. So much. We love you. (laughs) And it's this campaign to stop glamorizing tanning, stop glamorizing these stupid, these stupid oils that apparently have SPF in them, but you're still going to get a tan, which makes no sense at all. Mm. But yes, it's just to promote that people start using sunscreen, start caring about their skin. Even without like seeing, I saw like Zara and Michelle's campaign has like changed the way that I see influencers. Like one of my, a girl that I'm like kind of friends with posted one of those Melatan, uh, it, it's like the blue bottle see-through, oh. like a barley body kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm. And it had no SPF in it and it was literally just an oil and I was like, holy shit. Like I was like, that is fucking crazy that you're mm. promoting that. Like that is absolutely fucking nuts. But the thing is I would have done that six months ago. Yeah. And it's crazy but that my perspective has now changed so much. So I think we can obviously learn and develop as people, but that needs to come from a place of like, hey, just so you know, this is the information you need, not from a way of like, you're not a feminist because of this specific thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Instead of like, I think the whole problem is now these days is that people just want to prove that the other person is wrong. Yes. They don't care if what they're saying is bullshit. They just want to make you feel like what you're doing is wrong. What you're saying is wrong. What you're saying is incorrect, blah, blah, blah. So I think in like when you see people that are using, still using tan oils, instead of saying like, you're a bad person. Oh my God, how Mm. could you do this? Just say like, hey, here's a share. I'm going to show you this link about I pledge. Maybe just give it a read. Yeah. Don't be like, so cranky, people. Yeah. I mean, that's and also that's how we get so divisive now. Like, because mm. everyone's online just saying their opinions and, you know, that's great. There's more information out there. But people are now being like, I'm right. You're wrong. That's it. I'm not going to try and educate you on things. And that's where a lot of, I guess, the aggression comes from on my page. And people are saying they're not a real feminist because of this. I'm kind of like, well, and a, a lot of the time I don't agree with what they're saying anyway. And I'm like, well. I can define as a feminist if I want to be defined as a feminist because this is how I see feminism. You might see it in a different way, but I see it in this way, like with the Bachelor thing, back to the start of, like, mm. you're not a feminist because you went on The Bachelor. Well, I am. Like, yeah. <laughs> like catch my tat. Like. <laughs> yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Exactly. We'll be back in a moment with my chat to Abby Chatfield. But before we do, I wanted to speak to you all about an important cause I think we should all be aware of. As we all know, Australia is going through a devastating bushfire crisis. As of January 17, 2020, at least 28 people have died nationwide. More than 3,000 homes have been destroyed and more than 10 million hectares of land has been burnt. Despite the danger, our brave firefighters are taking on this monstrosity. But many volunteer firefighters don't have the proper protection from the smoke due to lack of resources. Not having a proper respiratory mask when inhaling that much smoke can lead to horrific illnesses and health issues. That is why Ophelia Haragoli decided to collect donations to provide respiratory masks for our firefighters. She has driven across the country handing out these masks at fire brigades. More than 2,300 firefighters' lungs have been saved. 
because of her actions. But there are still many, many fire brigades that need respiratory masks to take on these fires. So donate today. Help our firefighters. Head to the Facebook page at My Sister's Keeper Ophelia for more information. The link will be in our show notes. Now, back to my chat with Abby Chatfield. So you've spoken about slut-shaming mm. and we also spoke about eye pledge. Another issue that you're very passionate about is body shaming. Yes. Which you have received a lot of. It's just insane. I don't understand. I'm sorry, I know I shouldn't do this as a journalist, but Daily Mail, you need to get mm, your shit together, please. Just stop with the clickbait headlines, please. I know. I've copped a lot, and, like, I'm a size 8. And this is what upset me so much when I saw that Daily Mail article where everyone was saying, like, oh, save some pies for the rest of us. And, like, saying that I was fat. I was like, I'm literally a size like six to eight like i'm a short person and then i saw these comments like beyond that being like you know the size eight you know what size you are i'm like i'm fucking like five foot three dude like you might think that i'm like a size 10 because i have like tits and ass like but even if i was a size 10 shut the fuck up Mm. like i don't think anyone's body should be commented on particularly when i am quote unquote like conventionally beautiful size which is bullshit by the way but you know what i mean it's like how the fuck does that make other people feel who are like, oh, like I get DMs and it makes me so upset from girls being like, it makes me so upset that like people give you shit for your body because I'm a size 14 or even mm. like I'm a size six, like in, like either end of the spectrum yeah. being like, I don't have your body and people, and I think your body's great, but other people give you shit for it. So I feel shit now as well. And like that post that I did wasn't about me being upset that I was called like, what the fuck is about my cellulite and oh, all that God. stuff? And everyone has cellulite. Yes, everyone has cellulite. Everyone has stretch marks. Do you never point out a man's stretch marks? No, never. They bloody have cellulite, gorgeous, stretch marks all the bloody time. Yeah. Uh, uh, never. And, like, people were saying, oh, Todd has better legs than her. I saw that. And I was like, yeah, he does. You know why? Because he eats nothing and he literally trains for two hours a day. I enjoy Japanese curry. I like, like, sorry, I like Morton Bay Bug Rolls from Rick Shaw's. Like, I, like, that's fine. And it's fine either way. But it makes me so upset thinking about, like, women seeing that and seeing those comments and being like, or even, like, young girls especially. Mm. I think grown women aren't really as susceptible to it as young girls. But, like, when I was growing up, I remember seeing vividly that Misha Barton... Um, do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yes. cottage cheese bun. Oh, my God. And that was – I remember that. I think I would have been, like, six or something. Like, it would have been early 2000s. Mm. And I remember seeing that on um, magazine covers and being like, okay, well, say that equals bad. Like, when I was six years old. Mm. And from then, I've always hated my body because, like I was saying to you before, like, I developed very early on. And so I've been about this size, like literally like this size clothes, a bit bigger in high school Mm. from when I was like 12 years old. So imagine like my body compared to normal 12 year olds, like I'm like quite bigger and I always hated my body, like always hated it. Like, I remember crying about my body when I was in grade five about my thighs being so big. That's what concerns me in seeing all these comments and adults is commenting these things, not realising they're impacting the, the mental health of younger girls. I can cop being called fat or ugly or disgusting, but other people seeing it is what worries me and upsets me. And I'm so good that, that then you decide to restrict the comments <laughs> because so so often people get angry, say so like, oh, she blurked me and then just create another cat, but it's like, nah, I'm just going to restrict it. Nah. And they have no idea. They have no oh, idea that I was like, that's and they, how it works. It's so funny. Oh. So what it is is like, 
And because I didn't know it was a thing until my friend during the show took over my Instagram to, like, protect me from all, like, the aggressive aggressive messages that I was getting. Mm. And she does, like, marketing and social media. And she's like, just so you know, what you can do is restrict people. And I was like, what is this magical thing? Oh, that's cool. So anyone out there, what you do is you um, – you like you go to like block them, you press restrict account instead. Mm. And what it does, they still follow you mm-hmm. and they can still comment on your stuff and see all your stuff and message you. But it's restricted so no one else can see their comment except for you and it's kind of like faded out. Mm-hmm. And you can either approve or decline the comment. But I just leave them all there because if I delete the comment, then they'll see that it's gone. So I just literally look through and see them fighting with themselves or fighting with me. Like, and I've like, like all my most recent posts, my nipples out, I literally. <laughs> For fuck's sake. People losing their fucking minds. Oh, so for people that don't know, you, oh, po- you posted... Oh, sorry. Oh. I, I, do, I don't have any context. I should never be podcast host. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's why I know that many times I say something and then, then I re-edit it later. I'm just like, oh, crap. I need to explain yes. that. All right. Um, yeah, so to clarify, people that don't know, I posted a photo that was quote-unquote attention-seeking because mm. no one on Instagram is attention-seeking. It's such the point of the app. <laughs> like, let's all be real here. I'm here to spread positivity. No, you're not. You're here to get your... Like, mm, yeah, you're here to... You, you, Admit it to yourself. Yes. It's fine. It's okay to want attention. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine to want to want followers and want to want likes. Yeah. Like, why else are you posting a photo of your bloody coffee? Like, you're not just posting it thinking everyone's going to like it. It's going to make their day. Literally, no one's seen a coffee before. <laughs> oh, what's this new drink? What's this new bean water? Mm. Um, but, yeah, I posted a photo. You could see my nipples through the top. Mm. Um, and the caption was, like, celebrating the healing of my tattoo, whatever. And you could see my tattoo in the photo mm. and... I got a lot of positive comments, should say that, but I got a few people being like, you just want attention. This is just show your nipples. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was literally a thirst trap for a very specific person. So, like, oh. still waiting for my DM from that person, but see, whatever. Yes. <laughs> like, it was a fucking thirst trap. Yeah. Hello. Like, so many women do that. Oh, my goodness. I, I remember. Yeah, I remember when I was single. Like, yeah, you do that. if mm. you And you just wait. But the, the hardest thing is when you're waiting, just like, is he going to like it? Is he going to like mm. it? He's online. He hasn't liked it. Why has he not liked it? Literally me, yeah. uh, 13,000 likes later. Not one from the person that I wanted it. And I'm like, well, for sure, I'm like, fucking like it. But he's not going to, and I'm at peace with that. That's okay. good. <laughs> I remember when I was younger, I used to, like, um, I'd change my profile photo, and then I'd, that and then that would be when I send them a message, and then they could see your profile yeah. photo when you send them a message. Yes. That's genius. Yes. So just find, like, some excuse to just send them a message, and then he'll be like, oh, what's happening with her? I mean, the issue is when I message him, he replies, but he just hasn't replied to my last message, and I'm just a bit upset with it to be honest I'm over men yeah don't be so rude yes men are just really rude so how do you handle mentally wise just dealing with people attacking you and I know people call it trolling like I'm fine calling it trolling but it is bullying it is online bullying 100% how do you deal with online bullying like had you ever experienced something like this so it like helped you have like a tougher shell kind of thing or Mm -hmm. was it just you were just bombarded with it and you just didn't know what how to react, what to do. Yeah, never had anything like this before. It was like it was fucking horrible. It was so bad. Mm. During the show, one of my friends monitored my Instagram, like I was saying, and she kind of protected me from a lot. Um and I also was really like lucky to have Todd King at the time. Mm. <laughs> um at the time we were very close and I would call him and he kind of helped me deal with it and I would talk to other kind of influencers. Mm. Mm. Um <laughs> or, was, it's so hard not to like use that word. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just like uh, uh, I mean what else do you call it? Um or like people that have been on reality TV messaging me which was really nice. But um 
I, it was like it was uh, it was horrible. Like it was so bad, and people don't understand. Like a lot of people replied to when I post stories of people saying shit or downing me, people are like, just ignore them, babe. You're so amazing. I'm like, thank you, but I don't think you understand that this is literally like, right now it's not, but at the time it was like fucking like 500 DMs a day of people being like, you should fucking die or like your mother should have aborted you or like if I see you in public, I'll fucking smash your head in. Like, And it's all from a reality TV show, like not even like from them knowing me. I've not done anything to them. I don't know who the fuck these people are. And they're sending me all these abusive messages. So I was like really, 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 really fucked the weekend before um, finale aired. So I flew to Perth and saw Todd because I was literally fucking suicidal. I was like, I'm going to fucking kill myself. This is so bad. And I was like, it's not going to get better because I couldn't defend myself. I was like, after finale airs, everyone's going to see that I didn't win because it's on the Sunday and I knew it was airing on the Thursday. And I was like, everyone's going to see that I didn't win. Everyone's going to abuse me. I'm going to get more abuse from all this shit. So then I flew to Perth to see Todd because I was like, I just fucking need my boyfriend right now. Mm. Um, and then that kind of helped a bit. But even then it was like, this is like beyond fucked. And then afterwards he decided to be nicer to me and I think they kind of got to see the real me. But you just become numb to it after a while, which is really sad. Mm. And I don't like this whole thing. I'm like, just ignore it, babe. Or like, you should be used to it by now. It's like, why should I be used to people being like verbally attacking me? But I guess if anyone ever goes through this, the way that I, when it was bad, the way that it kind of helped was if I, I realised that if I put my phone away my life in real life was still the exact same I still had the same really good friends I still liked my boss I still you know had Todd I still was my family having like family dinners and stuff like it was still good it's strange how like your phone and the way people treat you on your phone this little like black thing in your pocket can change your entire perception of reality like at one point I was scared to leave the house I was like I'm gonna get fucking physically assaulted because mm. you think that everyone in the world hates you and you when you're getting messages being like I'm gonna hit you if I see you you're like holy shit I'm gonna get hit if I leave the house yeah like it, people don't understand the effect that has on your mental health in being scared to leave your home or even when I was out if I saw people if people were like oh my god you're from the bachelor can I get a photo I'd be like you fucking hate me like I'd be in my head I'd be like yeah. I know you hate me I know you don't like me because of the show everyone that interacted with me I was like I know you don't like me I didn't trust anyone except for my friends that I had before I was like nah like you're taking this photo to laugh at me later on I know you are mm. and I even had one girl come to me when I was at Mississippi in Double Bay and this is like the third week of the show airing yeah and she was like oh my god you're the villain <laughs> and I was like are oh you that's fu-? horrible I was like are you fucking kidding and she was like oh my god babe everyone fucking hates you hey and I was like yeah nah I'm well aware and I didn't go out again until the show had finished airing because I was like, it's only going to get worse. And did get worse. It's only going to get worse. I remember I I called Todd and I was like, mm. oh, we have the funniest screenshot though. I was like scream crying. Yeah. My, I left my friends out and back to the hotel and just, like, I was like sobbing so much. Man, this is so fucked. And like, it just, it, it's so hard to explain being scared to leave your house because of online bullying. Like, and you think like, oh, I don't care what people say, but like, why do you care what Sally123 says from Warwick? And it's like, well, it's not just that one person though, mm-hmm. is it? So yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot to deal with. 
has things like cooled down a little mm. bit since the finale? Yeah, so from the finale, it got much better. And then um, now things are actually really, really good. I have a lot of support from a lot of people. After I went on Shameless, yes. it got, I loved, I loved those girls. It, like, it got a lot better. Mm. And now the only negative messages I get are really either from people telling me I'm not a real feminist and I'm yeah. they aren't even mean they 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 just they just think they're right I think I'm right there's a disagreement there um or from people who literally are like demented like people who and they're all repeat offenders and I I, I literally could like write down their usernames right now cuz I know the people that are going to comment negative yeah. things on my post. sounds like a big Excel sheet just being like, these are all the assholes. <laughs> Literally, these are all the assholes in the world. I'm going to send you these all to yeah. your mothers. <laughs> Literally, well, mm. I've, yeah, and there are, um, you know, quite a few of them. But now it's, like, fine. And now those ones, I'm like, if I see, like, a DM from them, I'm like, oh, let's see what they have to say today. And it's usually just things like whore or, like, I'm like... <sighs> That's creative. I'm like, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. Or, like, you're calling me, like, a slut. Or, like, being, like... No one fucking likes. She, like, there's one that messaged me. I posted a story about the fires, but the horrible bushfires, and I was mm. like, "This breaks my heart." And someone replied, "Like you don't have a fucking heart, you cunt." And I was like, "I mean, I do have a heart, but mm. even so, it's like it's things like that where it's like that doesn't really mean anything." Yeah. Whereas before, it was like paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs about how I'm a sociopath, how they've diagnosed me as a borderline personality disorder sociopath after seeing me for what in total probably like five hours of television. Yeah. Of edited television. Mm. So. Yeah, it's better now. It's good now. Yeah. People are great now. Yeah. yeah. I have, like, some really lovely people message me that makes it all kind of, I guess, worth it because people are so lovely now. Yeah. It's nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got the tattoo feminist. Mm-hmm. Excluding – we'll go We'll go to the, the bad people that had to make a big thing of it mm-hmm. and how surprising it was. Mm. But to you as someone that is very passionate about feminism and that is an intersectional feminist. Mm-hmm. Thank you. What did, <laughs> what did it feel like to get that tattooed on you? It was good. I, I've been wanting a little tattoo for a while and I've been wanting a feminist tattoo for ages and I was like, what can I get that's, like, creative? You know how girls have that – Um, some people have that one that's, like, girl power, but G-R-L-P-W-R. Yeah. Mm. Love that one. I was thinking getting that one. I was thinking getting all these different things and then I was like – just brand yourself, babe. Like, yeah. I literally, just one day, I saw a girl out and shared this beautiful tattoo by the person who ended up doing it for me, and I was like, that's so nice. Mm. And then I emailed her, and I was like, I want a tattoo, and I didn't know what I wanted. I was like, I just want a tattoo because I'm feeling chaotic right now. And I was like, what do I care most about? Feminism. How about I just brand myself? And I put it over my, um, like, not directly on, but above my little... Um, uh, what's it called? Implanon scarf. Ah, we got one. I got one too. Yeah, because yep. um, I was like, you know, that's a nice little homage to um, birth control and us being the only people have have birth control. Yeah. Um, not women, sorry. They're also trans men, but you know what I mean. Um, and it was just fucking cool. I was like, I'm just gonna do it. I'm feeling chaotic. I'm feeling crazy. It was literally like a two day thing, and then I was like, I'm glad I got this because now it will get dickhead people away from me who think that being a feminist is a bad thing. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. it shouldn't be something to be ashamed of or embarrassed of or anything no, like that. No. And, and also, a good thing is when you go out, like, you know, you easily can see feminists, so oh. it, it steers away the dickheads. <laughs> well, I, yes. I, I wrote a comment on the post um, that the night before I went to get it, I was waiting for a cab and this guy was, like, fucking coming up to me. Mm. And, like, hey, they call me baby and, like, trying to crack on. And I was, like, I was sober. I was getting a cab to my car. And I was, like, dude, I'm 
I'm going home. Like, I'm exhausted. And he was like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Why don't you come have a drink with us? Like, you know, the classic, like, mm. shut up. And Just doesn't get the hint at all. But you, ha- but you have to be nice because otherwise they will yell at you and call you a stuck-up bitch. Mm, or they might beat you. Like, there's, like I, I, get, yeah. I get actually scared. This dude was, like, fucking, like, six foot three. And I was like, mm, just going to be like, no, thank you. Thank you so much. She's like, well, where are you going? I was like, I have to go to bed early. And he's like, what for? And I was like, I'm getting a tattoo tomorrow. And he's like, oh, really? What tattoo are you getting? And I was like, I mean, the word feminist on my arm. And he was like, and his friend was also hitting on me. Mm. And he was like, he looked at his mate and he was like, fuck that. You can have her. And I was like, first and fucking foremost, I'm not an object to have, you dickhead. And second of all, really glad I'm getting the tattoo tomorrow because I can ward off people like you. Like, I can literally put my arm up and be like, if a guy's being a dick, be like, can you fuck off, please? I will also expose you on my fucking Instagram if you come for me being a minimist. So, yeah, it's it was a – I think it was the right decision. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I was so happy when I saw you got it. <laughs> for those people out there that were all shocked when you got this tattoo, uh, it's not like the first time you've ever spoken about a feminist issue. Like, I don't understand – this is such a tangent, but yeah. why do people follow other accounts, other influencers, whatever – when you don't like them, you don't agree what they say. Like, if that person makes you so angry that you have mm. to verbally harass them, mm. then just unfollow. Yeah. And it was funny. It was all men that commented really aggressive, negative stuff. I got a few threats of violence from that. One guy was like, oh, I would love to discipline a feminist. Like, you all deserve to be disciplined because you don't know what a real man is or something like that. And I was like, dude, this is, like, scary. Like, your mental state is fucking scary. Mm. Like, you, like, you're, like, in, like, a 4chan, like, Reddit incel mind frame. This is fucking terrifying. But, um, yeah, people were really quite shocked. And I was like, I've literally spoken about feminism on nearly every podcast I've been on. I posted about slut-shaming, body positivity. I've also posted about my skin now as well. Posted about, like, I post feminist memes and, like, polit- left-wing political memes constantly spoken about my abortion before all these things it's like why are you shocked that i'm a feminist like it isn't that extreme it's not that extreme exactly and then the last question i have for you as our wonderful feminist who are your feminist icons oh oh god there's so many um (laughs) i think the biggest is jamila jamil yes like we were saying she's Mm -hmm. incredible love her and she's she speaks so eloquently about topics you watch videos of her and you're like wow that was exactly what my mind has been trying to compute for the past 25 years but i don't have the capacity and you've done it in like an off off cuff interview Mm -hmm. um love her love zara michelle obviously as well yes we both love you so much zara michelle from shameless they're so incredible but i also love florence given do you follow florence given no i've not heard of her she's incredible so she has um my friend this how my friend and I became really close, actually. We worked together. And she was like, oh, try out feminists with me at lunch once. And she was like, have you heard of Florence Given? And I was like, no, baby, show me. And she has all these, like, T-shirts and stuff. Like, um, one says – it's in, like, 70s font. Mm. And one says, like, stop raising him. He's not your son. Oh, I like that. Oh, my she's God. incredible. And she's, like, body positivity. She's She's got all this merch. She's really cool. She, like, kind of posts similar stuff that I do about, like, abortion, like, about, like, the male gaze, about rape culture, about, like, being valued as a woman, not just as, like, an object. She's incredible. So I'd say she's up there as well. So check her out after this interview because she's yes. the best. 
Absolutely. Mm. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was such a pleasure, and I'm so glad I was just able to like get in your brain and like talk about <laughs> all your bits and pieces about feminism. It just makes me so happy. Oh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it in a very professional studio. Yeah, it's very oh. fun, so, yeah. so you sound like Prudent and Prudent Church. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Nasty Woman Club. I had so much fun chatting with Abby and I hope you all enjoyed yourselves too, listening to our rants, our swearing, our tangents and us just talking about our biggest passion, feminism. If you're not already, and shame on you if you're not, make sure you follow Abby on her Instagram page at Abby Chatfield. And while you're there, make sure you also follow the Nasty Woman Club at the Nasty Woman Club on Instagram and also Facebook. To stay up to date with the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this week's episode. And I cannot wait to share with you all another inspiring woman with her inspiring stories next week. I'm your host, Demi Lynch.